Hello everyone and welcome to episode 68 of Bucks UK TV. It's the pre-season so things are starting to gear up. Uh, the Bucks unfortunately found themselves on the wrong side of a 26-24 uh, scoreline but it could have been different had the ball not knuckled into the uprights. Um, but it's only pre-season week one isn't it? So um, let, we're gonna, our, our job's to try and break it down. Uh, David and Mariana are here to help me do that. Mariana if we start with you I mean all the headlines, everything seemed to be all about this was, you know, what's Carl Trask got in the oven, isn't it? And um, he did 25 of 33, 258 yards, one TD, one interception, 95.3 rating. What do you reckon? Uh, can't complain for, for the first real, like, actual decent quantity of, of snaps that he's taken at, at quarterback. I mean, we've really not seen a lot out of him beforehand so it's it's good to see him sort of going against you know some of the actual sort of first and and second string players from from Miami um i thought he he showed himself well his first drive was was really good i think it was really measured he took a lot of checkdowns and and seemed to you know make the the good decisions um and then he had a little bit of a, a sort of wobble um with the with the interception and, and the the fumble um I, you know i think again it's it's seeing the game at full speed um which you don't necessarily get in practice it's it's being tackled which you don't get in practice you know you're there in your in your nice orange shirt for the for the practices and and no one's going to touch you um when you've got an actual defender running at you you know that that makes a a real difference when you when you're actually being tackled so but I, I'm quite pleased with what he did, really, to be honest. David, do you agree? Do you think he's moved up or down the depth chart? Well, I'm, I don't know if he's actually moved up as yet. I mean, obviously, I think if push comes to shove in a game early season, I think he's still going to be playing Gabbert. Um, but he's probably jumped <laughs> above Griff at the minute. Um, you know, I think Griff's dropping all the time and he's there to make the numbers up. But I thought overall given all the hype potentially that everyone was desperate to see him and he's the future of the Bucks. I mean, he must have gone in with a, a little bit of personal pressure. I thought he handled himself really well. I think he looked really tall uh, in the pocket. I mean, he's a big lad. He seemed to have a really good arm. I mean, early he put a ball down deep to um, Scotty Miller which was well defended, but you could see he's definitely got an arm and he was zipping them down field in the middle as well. So that looked really promising. And I think he just looked actually really controlled. When he, you know, came there, he was play calling. We didn't have any of these stupid delay of games or anything. He didn't look flustered at all out there. So I thought overall it was a pretty measured performance for him. And really, I mean, if that's your first start, that was a really good way of uh, getting out there. I mean, I think... You know, there's things to develop on. I think he was a little bit slow at releasing the ball at times. Um, you know, he probably held on to it a few times just too long. Um, but that's just a learning curve for him. And remember, you know, you've not got a first string out there. Really, the whole of that offence out there, a lot of them were in learning mode as well. So, you know, I think overall, incredibly positive for a first start. That's true, and the Bucks did hold out a lot more uh, starters than the, the the Dolphins did on that not not going to participate list. Mariana, David's made some really good points about the things he wants to see Trask try and do a little bit more or less of 
next time? And what do you think he has to do to try and cement his role? I'd, I'd really like to see him with some of the first teamers, even if it's just for a series or two. You, you know, David's mentioned that that throw downfield to, to Scotty Miller. Um, you know, I, I imagine, you know, against maybe a, a taller, bigger wide receiver, someone like, I don't know, Mike Evans, maybe with a bit of a wingspan who might be able to get up against the defender. I feel like, um, you know, had we had a, a first team, you know, one of our better receivers down there getting that, a Godwin or an Evans, that maybe goes and, and goes into the end zone. So, yeah, I, I like seeing that. Um, I just really want to see more of the same. I want to see him, you know, making the decisions, the right decisions, not panicking. I think he he has to... I think average his average on the ball speed on the release was, like, only two-point-something seconds. So he wasn't... You know, it may, might have felt like he was holding on to it, but I think we're used to Brady making quick decisions as well, and Brady's probably one of the best at you know, making the quick decisions. So when you've got someone like Brady who always kind of gets the ball out quickly, um, everyone else seems slow against it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, you know, let's see let's see more of the same. Let's see him, you know, again against more pressures and not panicking when, you know, when the pocket does collapse or, you know, when, when he has got to, to make a check down, make the check down rather than, you know, throw up some iffy ball and and get some sort of bad interception just make the make the right decisions I yeah think I mean, right. I, I think on, the two turnovers at the end of that first half were the sort of things where an experienced Brady would just, just tuck the ball get down and protect the ball um I mean he was really unlucky on really the interception that was really just went straight through the receiver and caught off his off their legs but um yeah, but sometimes it's just that presence of not trying to make every play and just protecting the ball sometimes. I mean, I think it must be a pretty rare that he had the opportunity to um, practice two-minute drill three times in one half. <laughs> That's really good, and it's really nice from a personal view. One of the first game, the first time I ever saw the Bucks was a preseason scrimmage uh, against the Dolphins, and for so it seems like for a long while we haven't we've avoided the Dolphins for some reason in in preseason. I think it's nice to have those combined practices because you're right; it lets you. I think a lot of people were seeing it as almost a controlled scrimmage. The fact that they were they were doing that that hurry up offense is really really useful to to train and to see what it holds. Um, and you mentioned in terms of who you're throwing to. It was largely the Tyler Johnson show, wasn't it? Um, so just looking down the list, he had seven targets, six catches. Geiger, Stearns, Howland, names that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the starting. And then it, it tails off pretty quickly. Um, you know, th there were there were 30 different catches by two, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven different receivers. So the ball was being sprinkled round. I mean, am I right, David? Was it the Tyler Johnson show? What what, what do we glean from that that set of receiving? Sort of yeah, I mean, he definitely stood out early in the game, and I think he's definitely been one of those receivers that Brady sort of likes, but he has let him down a few times, and I think he's always that one that's just on the bubble, um, that actually he makes good plays, but then when you really need him, he drops the ball. Um, so I think that was a really big game for him to try and show what he could do and cement that opportunity there, I think. Yeah, he was definitely someone that needed that game. I think it was interesting that um, Scotty Miller mentioned earlier, he was on a lot line a lot of times. He was only targeted that once. 
and he had quite a barren season last year. And again, he needs to show up and do something. I think he must be a little bit feeling in peril for his position. I feel like he's a victim of his own success from a couple of years ago where everyone knew that bomb was coming. And I think last year we saw in many games the way to beat or at least contain the Bucks was don't let them go deep, which seems like it really limited, Scotty. You say in the preseason um, they, they were trying that as well. One, one player that did turn up with one catch but for 23 yards um, was everyone's favourite punt returner, uh, Jalen Darden, Mariana. Um, do we think he has promise there? it's it's hard to tell from from one catch for 20 odd yards it's it's good to see um i think he you know the thing with pre-season and and with those opportunities is you may only get one target you may only get you know one or two you've got to take your opportunities when you get them um i i do feel sorry for scotty miller only getting the one the one target you know it's it's hard to show and on a particularly difficult you know 50 50 sort of throw as well it wasn't you know it wasn't like a clear cut to his hands and he dropped it or anything it was the real 50 50 ball um but yeah if you if you get your opportunity show up take that opportunity get that target catch it and and show what you can and i think you know as you say tyler johnson really did that uh Jane darden did what he did with his target and and i think as you say that uh the other the other one that was late on was Jareth Stearns. So, you know, undrafted free agent coming in. I think we, in all the hype in the, in the practice and, and the sort of training camp has been on the other guy on the Tomkins, is it? And, and didn't really see anything much out of him. And it's Jareth Stearns getting the catches in, in the game. But, you know, I th- you've got three, three preseason games. There's going to be, you know, balls coming your way. You're going to get on the pitch. They're going to, there's going to be balls coming your way. Just take your opportunities when you get them, and that's all they can do. So I think he's he's done nothing to Darden did nothing to sort of make you think. Well, cut him, you know, bad drop, cut him, sort of thing. But you you need more targets to really really judge what what he's got there. I mean, I think it was interesting actually. Nobody in the game really stood out as having a bad game. And actually, yeah, and overall, <laughs> 36 targets, 30 catches, pretty high completion rate. There's lots of things um, to be pleased about there. Um, maybe if we move on to the running side of the ball, um, probably a little bit more of a mixed mixed bag there, I think. Um, David, let's start with you. Who, who stood out for you either one way or t'other? Well, obviously, Keyshawn Vaughan started out um, and a lot of sort of heavy plays up the gut through the middle, struggled to get any significant yardage. But um, Rashard Wright really started to make some plays as the game went on. He was really getting around the edge. He was, um, you know, he looked, he didn't look like he was moving very fast, yet he seemed to be outspeeding people on the edges. Um, and I thought he had a really good game and looked really promising. Yeah, average of 4.6 yards, Mario. And if that's the season, we'd take that, wouldn't we? Absolutely. I mean, I think he really, you know, if, if he does that in the next two games again, um, I mean, again, he's coming in later, so he's he's maybe running against, you know, uh, a lesser defence. I'd like to see him maybe, you know, come in earlier, maybe switch them around and have have the Rashad White come in a little bit earlier in the next preseason game. And let's see how he does against some of the, you know, some of the slightly stronger defence. 
but as you say, the, the difference between Vaughan and Rashad White, Vaughan was on something like 1.6 yards per carry and Rashad White was on four point something. So at the minute, you, you kind of go, well, ooh, Rashad White, maybe he's that. And, and Gio Bernard was there for a bit and just did what he needed to do. Um, I, he's picked up an injury now, hasn't he? Uh, his ankle, didn't he? Yeah, I think they said he was sore, but he wasn't. Yeah. There, there were a lot of players that came out sore, but not exactly injured from what I was hearing. So yeah. I, um, You made the point, Marianne, about you know poor old um, Sco- Scooter that only got one target. But t- turning it around, maybe he only got one target because actually the coaches didn't need to see anything from him. It could be the other way around. Because looking at the running backs, White, seven attempts, Vaughan, 10 attempts, Bernard, seven attempts, Barner, seven attempts. That spread is not random. That's um, that's deliberate. So I think it shows perhaps that there is a little bit more speculation um, about the, hmm. the backs. And I mean, Dave, what about the other two in terms of Barner and Bernard? Well, we've lost um, Barner now. He's gone an injured reserve today, oh. hasn't he? Well, that's it. That's, that's so he's gone. I've only just come back from holiday for those not watching. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, again, I mean, it, it's you know, it's one thing looking at the running backs actually running with the ball, but it's actually they're reading the game and when they're on blocking assignments is the other part of it, and also making receptions if they need to. So you know, I think you know, looking at the run game in isolation. Is good, but it takes a lot more to be a running back in this league nowadays. It does, and obviously, it's, hopefully, it's also a barometer of the offensive line. And I think that's the difference between a 10-yard run and a 20-yard run. And I was a little bit disappointed that the Dolphins both managed two long runs of 20 yards plus, and the Bucks only went for sorry, yeah, roughly about 10 yards. It feels like you know who's going to spring it, who's going to who's going to go the full the full um, the full distance. It doesn't feel like we've really got that explosion in the line, but again, it's hard to see from who's playing. Yeah, we, we did have run large, run good run, but got called back as normal for, <laughs> for a hold. <laughs> um, but then, yeah. did, did it did it only go that far because of the hold? That's the problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it played quite a, a part in it. Yeah. yeah. But but line wise, I don't think we we got to see a great deal. So maybe let's um, move on to everyone's favourite part of the game: special teams. Uh, and we talked about uh, Tompkins. Interesting. So the pump returns, for example, Tompkins, Geiger, not Darden. Um, kickoff returns, White and Tompkins. So clearly they were trying things out on special teams. Uh, obviously, we've got the two kickers uh, as well. Uh, Mariana, how, special teams overall, Any anything you need to take away? I mean, again, still we're not doing anything amazing from, from what I was seeing. Um, I think... I mean, really, the, the only sort of major takeaway I had was that Mario Gales looked good until until he didn't, which is which is what I've always said though about kickers. They've got like the the most sort of I guess it's the most high, high profile at that moment. You know, there's no one else there to to blame or point the finger at. A 49 yarder is not a gimme by any chance, you know, by any sort of thing. And and it, it could have been suck up missing it. Easily, just as easily. So, I don't, I don't want to like rain on his parade. He did, he did well throughout the rest of the game. I think um, the only thing I also didn't like was our, our new punter kicking straight into touch. Straight well. into touch. She's <laughs> like, didn't we get rid of a punter? You've for only got that? one job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he was brought in because he was meant to be a really accurate kicker, positional kicker. <laughs> yeah, 
So so that was a bit of a bit of a worry. But again, a rookie and maybe, you know, playing under the bright lights for the first time. So let's let's give lot, these guys a chance. A lot for nerves. And that last field goal, I think, it looks so ugly. And yet, do you know what? It still hit the post. So um <laughs> That, I mean, that was quite impressive, I thought, because that ball didn't get any air, it didn't get any spin. It just literally was like it was the leg that carried it all the way into the upright. Um, so it actually shows, I think, in, in a way, a, a, a bad outcome, but a good uh, a good sign, I felt. It was interesting. Um, if that had been, was it Guerrero a few years mm. ago? Any time he missed a kick, he looked tar broken and it was the end of the world. But actually, he just smiled and turned mm. around laughing. At least it happened in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we didn't see much of suck-up. So, I mean, is that just, again, a bit like the scooter thing about trying to give exposure to who we want to see we've got, do you think? Or or does that indicate a, 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 a sort of um, roster starting order, depth chart? I've, I think it'd be interesting to see who plays in the Titans game, whether they're alternating during pre-season or... Uh... They've already made their mind up. Yeah, you, you feel like you feel like with who they left out from the, the squad, that that to me feels like it's it's a depth thing, and we're we're even not willing to risk our you know our kicker. But as you say, it, I guess we'll see if if you've got two guys that you think are competing for the same job, then maybe you will just alternate them and and you know determine who's the best for the for that third and final game. One 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 thing I do think is that the sort of slightly more nameless, the gunners, the blockers, the coverage, that was a bit I I, I was a little bit down about that. So um for the Dolphins, Hofricher, um 43 point yard average, 42.3 net. Kamada, 45.5 average. So he was booting it two yards longer on average, 37.8 net. They were bringing it back five yards further. So we've got to get the, the coverage right. And that feels like, you know, however you want to make the roster, be good at special teams. That's, that's I think, what's going to make, make it for some of these players. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, there's a few, certainly, you know, those sort of linebacker-type positions and, and the ones where, you know, as you say, there's there's a lot of positions where we're, we're quite stacked. But if you if you go out and you play on special teams and you you make that tackle, you make that stop, that might get you onto the team for the season. So I think uh, we we need we need people to show up and, and really perform um, in in the special teams in that. But again, is it you know it? Kamada was one of the things was supposed to be you know some of his hang time as well. And I, I don't know. Without looking at the stats, were we getting that hang time off of off of his kicks and and whatnot? Or so I, I don't know. It felt I felt it felt good, but I would say it was like, oh wow, look at that coming. Yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, and special teams definitely missed quite a few tackles on those returns. Speaking of missed tackles, then on to uh, the defensive side of the ball. And if you thought the offensive side of the ball was no names, looking down the list of who was playing on defense. I just kept going, who, who, who? Um, Mariana, defense. Yeah, I, I'll use the one or two names that I can remember. Um, <laughs> Anthony Nelson looked very good. Um, yeah. He got a, a sack quite early on. Um, he looked really sharp. So it looks like we've got, you know, at least a rotational player in there to sort of take over, I guess, from the JPP type position, which means probably, you know, um, maybe rotating in for for like 
Shoyinka and and so forth. So he looked really really good. I liked I liked the look of him. Um, to be honest, no one else really shone for me. Um, didn't see a huge amount out of Logan Hall um, really. Uh, I think he was he was there, but he just didn't didn't get any sort of pressures or anything out. So it's early days for a him. Massive one assist to at least appear on the stat sheet. Yes, <laughs> and we know how generous the NFL with assists at the at the best of times. David. Yeah, I, I mean Nelson's played before for us, and I think he was probably the closest you get to a first team out there on the night. Um, but was it McCollum? Oh. Big things talk. In the secondary, and yeah, he got burned, and really, it almost looks like our starting secondary sometimes, where the miscommunication and it wasn't there, um, and that was probably the one real concern there. But like you say, it could have been worse. It could have been Ross yeah. Cockrell and be cut today. So McCollum <laughs> at least <laughs> lives to fight another day. But you're right. There was that annoying thing of. Presumably, as playing zone, you never really know the calls. But just a player in space, you know, like, yeah. who who's got that player? What is going on? Typical Bucks sort of ball, where you know it's, you think is it meant to be bend but don't break, but it's hard to know. I think we um, said um, with Zion coming in off the draft, though, we did say, look, the guy was picked in a late round for a reason. He's raw. He's got the athleticism, but he may, you know, need to learn a bit more about schemes, positions, where he should be in, in able, you know, in order to sort of get the, the, the right angles on the players and that sort of aspect. So I think that was very much a welcome to the NFL Zion. Uh, and, and hopefully he, you know, he doesn't take it too much to heart. He sits down and he, he, you know, they obviously will show it in, in, uh, on the tape and whatnot. They'll analyze it and hopefully he learns from that and, and, Maybe it's a good thing, you know, in three or four games' time when we see him coming in and, and do, you know, some amazing stuff for us as, <laughs> as a sort of depth player. So I'm still hopeful for him. Um, maybe, I, I don't know, I, I feel like he's very much on the bubble of, but you'd keep him on the practice squad just for the potential. I mean, that's it. It just depends if we pick up injuries like we did last season and how much he needs to be around, I think. It's interesting, Bowles actually doing the play calling still for defence. And we've picked I, I think up uh, well. Carl Nassib as well, haven't we? Yeah, it's really good to yeah, see Nassib back. Although, I think I've, I've, the, the chat today on the uh, the Bucks UK forum is, do we get Buccaneers Carl Nassib back or do we get Raiders Carl Nassib back? Because those were not the, not the same player by all accounts. I mean that can be scheme, that can be how you gel with your team, that can be all sorts. So he's he's not exactly past it by any means. He's what 28, 29, something like that. Um you know, maybe he just fit better with the team, with the with the scheme and, and how he plays, and you know, a, a guy that, that feels confident, feels happy where he is. You know, the fact that he's come back to us, I think, shows that he's got a desire to want to play for for the Bucks. Maybe happy to come back, you know, come back home essentially. So, does very well, David. Do you think in the next game for the Titans, we will do a preview in a minute, but do you think we're more likely to see more of the starters out on D, or is there there nothing to prove there? Do you think? Well, uh, you can only do so much in training camp. I think you do need to actually get out and get a little bit of game time behind you. But you know, I I think it's going to be less than a half a game. 
I think, you know, perhaps the, the first quarter, maybe a little bit more. Um, so we're down to 85 today. We obviously, we still have to go through the whole cut process. So, you know, looking at it, but we we sat, was it best part of 45, 47 players for the Miami game? So, you know, you have to say, you know, there's a large part of the roster that's already secured. So, you know, it's a little bit of game time, but then just leaving the rest to fight. Yeah, yeah. So as I mentioned that the Titans, we'll come back to that. But first of all, a little bit of Bucks UK club news. Um, David, maybe if I do the competitions and then you do the uh, the watching and the, the social meetups. So um, for those of you that don't know, obviously, if you're a Bucks UK member, get on the forum. The forum's on our website. That's where we run all our member competitions. There are prize competitions weekly. Every week, there'll be a chance to win a, another fantastic prize. We also have competitions that run for the whole season long. So like a sort of survivor, pick a winner, pick a loser each week or uh, to stay in. We have our ultimate prediction competition, which is our marquee competition with the best prize, where you've got to forecast how you think the Bucks are going to do uh, across the year. Um, so there's a lot to be in. So this is the time to make sure you get your membership renewed. Make sure you get on the forum and I say to take part in those prize competitions. Last year, I think we counted, there were nearly 40 prize competitions, including of which were the many fantasy football leagues. Um, they're now live. We keep opening new leagues. We, we, we're not one of these clubs that will have like 50 people in a salary cap league or something. We do it old school. It's lots of leagues and divisions. Uh, you get a, a nice Bucks UK trophy uh, to, to hold it at the end. So make sure you get in on those. Uh, last count, I think we've got four, five, we've got five now, haven't we? Five. 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 <laughs> Fancy football leagues. Um, so each each I think has got between 10, 12 players in. But if you if, if you get on the forum again, post if one of the leagues full and you want to get in there, um, and we will make sure we open you up. And building on the success of last year, David, we've got so many socials planned, haven't we? We have, yes. So we had a couple last year game watches, which were a huge success. So we've got three planned already this year. Um, that starts week two, where we're back up in Leeds, and anyone that was in Leeds will know that was quite a night. <laughs> I can't remember when I was there. <laughs> so, yeah, week two, we're um, taking on the Saints, so we're up in Leeds. Um, and then we, week five, we're back down to the London venue where we've got the Saints game. So we will be gathering and watching that. And then week nine, we've got a huge game against the Rams. Up in Birmingham, really, Marianne is um, the star for that, for organising the, the venue for that. So do you want to tell us a bit about the venue, Marianne? Uh, yeah, the, the venue is quite close to, to the city centre, so it's uh, well within sort of walking distance. Uh, if you're coming in by train or if you're driving in, there's there's uh, sort of parking close by. Um, it's close to the uh, National Indoor Arena and uh, the uh, Symphony Hall and, and the library, if you, if you know Birmingham. So it's right close to the city centre, close to Brindley Place. Uh, very nice pub that uh, Bill Clinton has drunk at, uh, called the Malt House. So yeah, we we're taking over a part of that. And that's uh, a late game. Whereas the other ones yeah. are early games. This is a late game, so it's going to be a lock-in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be staying there late. So we've we've got a we'll have a, a barman staying late for us and and making sure that the the Jaeger bombs are on on <laughs> on the bar for us lined up. 
I, I feel sick already. Um, and of course, if you follow other Bucks podcasts, you will, of course, know Gene from Buck What You Heard. And uh, part of the reason for us picking that game is he's going to be over here um, in Birmingham. He's here for a family event. And um, so he's going to be there too. So we're going to try and sort out some sort of live podcast chat event meetup before the game. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a really good one. Now, David, these are ticketed events. So people do need to, to tell us they're coming and pay in advance, don't they? Absolutely. If you go on the forum all the uh, login details are there or keep an eye out for the club emails and you'll have the links to that yeah so if you can uh, book your tickets they're six pound for an adult and that means that you get your entry and rebuy your starters and some nachos and things to get you going with and then you look after yourself with the drinks and your main meals going forward so uh, fantastic worked really well so you know we're really looking forward and of to course it. there will be some of us out in munich as well and we'll be joining in with whatever the bucks uh, have planned there so yep so they've already been in touch to say there's definitely going to be a dedicated um tampa bay buccaneer bar um just like we had for the um london games and they're going to confirm all the details of that and they're looking forward to seeing us there so. fantastic so all that all that remains for us is just to just take a quick look ahead to the the titans as you can see i think that we were the feeling here is probably that's going to be our best barometer of the season you're not going to have the starters in that third and final preseason game so i mean david how how long do you think we might see uh the players of note in in for the titans well, apart from Brady, of course. <laughs> he uh, I think we know he hasn't got much. He hasn't got to get his starting spot uh, locked in, has he? No. So I say I think probably first quarter, depending on how the game's going, how much we've had the ball um, up to half time. But, you know, I think there's a few players like Evans and Godwin that, that are sort of slight niggles on coming back from injury so i think they'll be fairly limited as well so um yeah but i, I think it's going to be the trust show again yeah i mean you mentioned evans and godwin in the in the past certainly early on in the season i've always been worried with our receivers they always seem to sort of tweak a hammy or sort of run, sort of run go, go all out and then suddenly sort of have to pull up for some reason yeah these guys you know Godwin, I think, needs a good run out for his for his injury, you know, to make sure he's he can cut and turn and plant and do those things. But Mariana, they've got nothing to prove, have they? I mean, no. We we've I think Evans has, has proven it over all his seasons, and and so has Godwin, really. As you say, they've not really got anything to to prove. Certainly, um, you know, they're they're professionals, you know, and they're they're going to be ready for the for the season. Um it, I, I don't think we'll see them in for long. I, I really don't think we'll see them in for much more than probably a couple of series. We may see a few of the other starters in a bit longer. I think quite possibly the sort of starting O-line um, because we didn't really see a lot of the starting O-line. Um, we saw, you know, sort of little bits of it, but we didn't really see what the final sort of starting O-line is going to be. So I, I feel like they may well play, you know, a good few series just to make sure that they're and obviously probably with with Gabbert behind them uh he'll probably play a little bit longer I think for this Titans game um and then as you say after that it's going to be all about the the Trask show again and and we'll pull those starters off um I don't don't think we're going to even in in this there's just too much risk of of an injury 
and I, I don't think any of us want to want to see uh, a player, you know, injured. We've seen a few getting injured in in practice and so forth, and I, I I'm I'm nervous already about losing, you know, a key player early pre-season when it doesn't matter. I'd I'd rather see him in in that in that first game winning. So yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see him for a huge amount. Um, but as you say, a lot of them haven't really got a huge amount to prove. I'd, I'd like to see the defence in there a little bit longer because I think we've got some questions around that. I think I, I don't think the, as I say, the offensive line, I'd like to see a, a few series. I don't think uh, Evans or Godwin need to play a huge amount. I don't think Fournette needs to play a huge amount. I do think, as we said, like Vaughan and, and uh, Rashad White, I think we'll have a little battle on. Um, but I'd like to also see that defence, that secondary mainly. Let's see, let's see them like our actual full strength secondary. Um, I show see David the other guys. Nothing. You mentioned communication, didn't you? Yeah, I mean they're, they're juggling positions as well in that secondary this year. Yeah. So I think it's definitely an area where they need to get out there um, and you know just build on that. And I think also perhaps I know he's a vet really now, but a little bit of experience of Kyle Rudolph out there at tight end, just learning the playbook and. You know, just get some plays under his belt as well might be useful. And again, Cam, great, although, you know, he's really our starting tight end. He's been here a long time. He, he didn't get targeted as much in the last year or two. So, again, I'm sure he's, he's ready and up for it. In fact, Rudolph was saying how much he's learning the playbook off him and uh, really breaks mentoring him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously, Ru- Rudolph, the uh, the red nose tight end, he doesn't need to be told how to play the game, but you're right. And it's just a real sign, I think, of Bray as that mature, intelligent player that we know him to be. To actually, to be, you know, completely for the team over the individual. He'll, what he wants to do is he wants to, the team to win. Uh, I think that's a really, yeah, really good observation. Okay, I mean, we don't do score predictions or anything, um, but kind of in terms of a one miniature preseason magic wand moment that you might like to see, I'll go first. I would love to see a pump block. I, 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 do, I really want us to see a little bit more special team improvement. Uh, David, what would you like to see? Well, as you said, no injuries is number yeah. one. Um, just get everybody off the field. And again, a little bit more progress on that, the punt returns. And just to see someone make something happen, yeah. that'd be good. Mariana? Yeah, you guys have kind of stolen my thunder. <laughs> I was hoping to go for the for the punt return. So I'll, I'll go. I, I just want to see more of more of the same out of Trask. Let's see Trask, you know, maybe maybe get a connection on on that sort of deep ball that he didn't get the connection with, with Scotty Miller. I'd love to see Trask throw a nice deep ball and and connect with someone and 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 let's see him, you know, get get some sort of nice impressive touchdown. Like it. Fantastic. Well, join us again next week because we'll be pouring over what did happen against the Titans. Uh, and we'll be uh finally work out actually do we do we how do we move forward now and what does the club look like uh going into the season? Because I think it's probably fair to say the third preseason game probably isn't gonna be um all that exciting. Uh we can't say who, but we do have a special guest joining us uh in our in our next episode. Uh and I think they're going to be very animated, aren't they, David? I'm sure they are, yeah. A L- lot of experience of sport in the Tampa area, so uh, I think so, it's going to be fun. So make sure, if you haven't already done so, if you've made it this far, 
give us the thumbs up do subscribe click that bell get notified when that next podcast comes out because uh, i think it's going to be a good one uh thank you david thank you mariana thank you guys for watching we'll see you soon and go bucks go bucks, go bucks. <laughs>